We bought but a mic, but a mic, mic, but a mic, mic, but a mic, mic, but a mic, mic. We bought but a mic, but a mic, mic, but a mic, mic, but a mic, mic, but a mic. We bought, yeah. We're still going. We <laughs> Welcome. This is the oh, moment. Oh, hey, everybody. Okay. We bought a mic. Game of Thrones. Instant reactions. It third, was a, third it, episode. It of was season fine. Eight. <laughs> I thought it was okay. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I liked it. Oh. I thought it was pretty damn good. Yeah. Great TV. I just want to know, did you guys cut off the intro early because my voice cracked a little bit when I tried to go for the high harmony or, or what? We all hit puberty at some People don't deserve those sultry I'm tones. Still, I'm trying to get there, guys. One day I might be a real boy. <laughs> Jeez, mister. So we're here to talk. Uh, is there a name for this episode out? Battle, Does anyone Battle for Winterfell. Battle of Winterfell. That's the name Winterfell. of the episode? Yeah, yeah. They're pretty Okay. Pretty that's what people about. are. It's kind of like Loot Train. People just call it that, whether that's the title or not. Yeah, the name of that episode is "The Spoils of War." Fuck, no, no, it's, it's not. Loot train. It's, it's loot train. fucking Loot Train. Uh, <laughs> Ernest Calderon, Hunter Mobley, Harry Sayer, and Lee Perry. Your usual uh, guest got appearance crew. from Terry no, Green. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. We just watched the episode. Um, off the bat, my one crit- critique is it was a little too um, dark. Dark. I had to fuck with the settings of my projector. Um, I think people are, may have a hard time of making out some of the details of this episode, depending sh- on what so, TV you're watching okay, I on. sure did have so, trouble with that. Yeah. I think that that really is, like, we were mentioned it while we were watching it. I feel like that's more of a thing in the first 20 minutes, and I think I understand the purpose that they were going for, is you want to be as disoriented as they are. Right. For me, it was less about the darkness. For me, it was more about the shaky cam, which Sapochnik has done a, a good job. A lot of cuts, too. Very, like, choppy editing and very right. much shaky cam. And I get what they were trying to make you go for, where you don't really know who's dying. Is it, like, is it a real living person? Is it a fucking walker? Like, we don't know. That's how know. they feel on the battlefield. So, so and that's, they make it as disorienting as it feels. But it just, I feel like it would have been cool if it was like five minutes. But it goes on for like 15. To give them credit, you do feel a very strong sense of dread throughout all of that. But it is just. It's a real pain in the ass to watch. Like it's, it's just, just it's it disorienting. Yeah. It's disorienting to a point of like being a little bit too much. I disagree. I disagree because ultimately, I hated Twenty Eight Days Later. But the thing that made those zombies scarier was that component of using the camera to disorient you because you're in just shock and fear all the time, and it heightens your senses because you're trying to understand what's going on. But visually, it is shocking. And so the fact that they used that with these zombies was awesome. Something that I noticed, though, in the openings... Are we allowed to get into spoilers? Oh, yeah. We're spoiling. Yeah, this is all spoilers. Okay. So the really, really, really ugly, like, skeleton zombies were the first to hit. And then the more... It almost seemed like the, the further in you get into, like, the sequence, the more the fresher zombies are. Fresher as yeah, in, like, more recently like, deceased. Yeah, no, like, more skulls. recently, like yeah, but then they were also the ones that, like, could fight better. If you saw the initial wall was, it's like... It's kind of crazy that some of looking. the zombies could wield weapons, yeah. you know, and fight. Like, that was pretty fucking but, intense. But if you notice, though, it's just like how they sent out the first group of, like, the pawns that got mold over. And then Send out the Dothraki first. They're just, we, like, the bottom Can we just feeders. take a moment to to appreciate that sequence it was really dark which was it 
the beginning uh, portion where we where see we the, the red first... woman walking up, lighting the flames. There yeah. was a lot of really good cinematography in this. Just Ooh. it was mixed in with so good. the the actual moment where we do see the the all the blades catch on fire i was like okay yeah we're gonna get some good lighting here we're gonna get some solid and then they run off into the night and then all the flames extinguish which was really effective i thought that was pretty damn good no it wasn't just pretty damn good that was the best part of the entire thing oh no we're gonna get to some meat here you guys have to understand that you didn't you all weren't listening to the director's like commentary at the end but they purposefully said that we wanted to give everyone this extreme amount of hope right at the beginning they wanted to like make you thirsty for the fight and be on the side of the heroes that didn't and then give me the hope whole, though no yeah the lighting that, the that, fire that erased all hope no, no, it's not no getting, the, getting fire, the fire getting the fire with oh, the the red yeah. queen and seeing like Everybody be like, yes, raise raise your sword, only to combat a wall of these dead things Instantly coming for dead. you. It was like it was like okay, everything that I had as hope was gone in like three or four seconds, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the episode was stick your nose in every single thing that you thought could possibly go wrong is now going to fucking go wrong, and you have to sit through the agony of watching people get. Mm, just mowed over mowed over it was awesome very effective yeah totally agree so last week we talked about who we thought was gonna die the real answer was not many yeah and they did a good job of like keeping us on our toes and cutting to all of our favorite characters and seeing how they're doing in this battle and just keeping us guessing as to who was gonna make it or not there are certain moments where like the disorientation was a little bit too much, and I couldn't tell. Like, am I looking? What am I even looking at right now? Is that Jorah? Or yeah, it, is it fog, haircut? or is it dead bodies? Which Not sure. Is this? No. Well, I will say. But, so, of the five, I mean, there was really five people who I thought were going to die in this episode. Three of those five, were right? Being uh, Jorah, um, Leanna Mormont. Leanne. Well, Leanna, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't predict. None of you guys predicted well, that last time. I said Leanna. I, I knew Leanna was going to die, but nobody predicted that. It was like that was an intense moment. She gets crushed the by only, the giant. Being, I thought she was going like, to get eaten. Yeah, that, that, means, was that was fucking nuts. That was a cool moment. She just for her. stabbed the undead giant in the eyeball. Sorry, Ed. I knew that Ed was going out in this fight when they had their moment last week where they talk about now our watch begins and everything else. Yeah. Um, this does kind of lead me into something bringing up next week that I forgot to bring up on the last podcast, but um, I feel like they should have gone into a better explanation of it in the show than just one line. But really, um. There's a lot of people have been deep diving into the whole thing about how the Night King has to kill Bran, which I mean, yeah, the whole bait it thing. doesn't work. But uh, one thing that I was really kind of looking into because the whole idea of death isn't just killing you; it's about killing the memory of you. Yeah, that's why the Night King because it's this whole it opens up this whole idea, which is a real thing about this whole like second death. Like, yeah, one day you'll die, but then one day everybody who you've ever impacted will die. And then you truly die. Like, the memory of you fades from existence. That's why he's coming after Bran. I wish that they would have done more of it in the show than just being, like, a puzzle piece that everybody else has to kind of work out in their own head. And especially now that 
Night King's dead at this point, so it's not like we're going to dive any more into that concept. Huge, shocking moment. Best moment of the episode. I don't, well, we're I don't, skipping I don't ahead a little I don't fast. Ahead we're, so, so, we're already at so, the end, dude. Let's rewind. Let's so rewind. I think that this episode got dramatically better after we left the main battlefield. It really helped once we went to the point. It was probably about 20 minutes in where they kind of retreat back to the first little wall of defense and the red woman comes back out and then lights the gates on fire, the uh, little traps that they have on fire. Yeah, the trenches. I thought that 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 got this episode dramatically better from there. Great um, filmmaking there. Oh yeah. No, I mean they really played with fire in a cool way. Yeah. There's I like mean, this there's hell storm happening around there's there. There's tons of are... great filmmaking throughout this whole episode. It's a guys, really good we, looking can episode. Can we please just really get some foreplay going with this conversation right now? No, we got to get through it quick. No, because there's so much to talk about. The opening scenes with Sam Tully just getting his ha- the first scene is his yeah, sa- like hand shaking yeah and they give him the dagger Sam and it just drags to Tyrion's face sad scared everybody is freaked out everybody's stressed out and then you get to this place where you see the red the red queen and you're thinking to yourself like oh my god life is going to be just fine because we have these warriors that are all coming and our swords are on fire and we don't give a fuck yeah. The one thing I thought wasn't actually going to happen happened, which was the reality. Hundreds of thousands of people who have been dead for years are now a literal wall just running forward and screaming their faces off, mowing down people. That it was so well done. Yeah, it's terrifying. We It was fucking terrifying. And the disoriented like feeling of the camera, to me spoke volumes because if that were to really happen in real life you don't know who you're stabbing you're just stabbing at the air at a certain point the the smoke that was kind of smoke but then also maybe snow maybe who the fuck knows played an awesome like character effect almost on the the fear and the terror of the situation yeah. We all have to respect that before we just move on to like, okay, well then all. But of it was things it wasn't as as good as it could have See, been. See, that's Not and that's all. that's kind yeah. of my problem. Is well, it's like, like it's conceptually it's good, but w- if I have to get up and change the settings on on the projector of because how it bright dark. it is and and trying to like that, mess like, with the contrast and and the brightness that. That's not great. That kind of feeling of dread did not last for 20 minutes. At some point, it just got annoying to try to see things. Exactly. That's what I was going to say was that there was an anxiety that was established there. I thought there was a good job of that. But at a certain point, that's what I mean about like that disorienting feeling. I feel like that should have only been five minutes and not 20 minutes of the episode. It it takes you out of it. Yeah, just because it reached a certain point where it was like, well, it became marvel noise at a certain point well i wouldn't not necessarily say it's like digital computer nonsense i mean it kind of is it, but it's more it's more of it's like more the direction though the, is the image me. is physically way too dark it's to too dark see what is it was too there. dark and it was so rapidly cutting cutting that like it literally just sent me through a loop where i was like yes i i like the whole idea of them just like stabbing up there you don't know what you're stabbing but it just went on for so long where it was like like you said, you shouldn't have to get up and try and change the settings so that we can better see the rest of the episode. That was a pro- That's just a direction problem. Yes. I think that tonal wise, it did do a good job. Imagine how this I will love look the lack on of dialogue Blu-ray, like some nice physical media that's not going through an internet stream. 
or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you should have actually just bought cable to buy. buy yeah, Ernest, where's your high live? fancy TV for this episode? Yeah, you guys don't know. <laughs> you guys don't know what you guys are talking about because we're watching oh. it on a on a fucking projector that you got from your mom's school. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a good like projector. it's That's not like awesome. a legit like <laughs> like Apple TV. You know what I mean? We we still don't we haven't watched it with that quality. I feel well the way we watched it though wasn't great. So that's all we can. But see. we have seen other episodes of this show on that same projector that look great I, and I that are well I, lit and you can tell what's going. I on I think that it is more fine. of a problem that like they made a choice by making it set at nighttime and I just don't think that that choice is entirely it's a lot more effective whenever they're doing the inside scenes whenever it's just like really dark lit hallways and they only have like one or two torches like lighting the walls to actually but then you can see something there's stuff in this episode that looks great the stuff with the dragons up above the clouds with the moon shining through there there is some stuff that's why I don't think that it's just like a projector issue or something like that that we aren't watching it in like a brand new TV, so it takes away from it completely. I think the part of it is just the direction itself is sloppy, is a little bit sloppy, at least in the beginning. I do think that it completely works itself off. By this time that they aren't in like a grand open field and isn't World War Z happening in front of them, <laughs> I think that it does get a lot totally agree. better. Looking. The moments of John running through the chaos and you see the dragon in the background just lighting shit up. By the way, gorgeous. My prediction Perfection. that this this show is now being shot and like treated as a, a big blockbuster is really paying off when you have like the Tom Cruise running scene with like big special <laughs> effects in the background. Like definitely, yeah. definitely something you could see in like a uh, an expensive McCor- movie. What you're now. saying is that uh, Christopher McQuarrie, Christian McQuarrie would yeah. have been better. Yeah, yeah exactly. We should get Chris McQuarrie up. Chris, I, you could, you could. It's kind of a comparable kind of action scene. Honestly, so we yeah. got to talk about Arya. Uh, she was good. this is this is her episode. Arya, Arya dunked on the she Night gets King. Night two... King comes just strolling up in the club of Winterfell, but yes. has to DMX so behind him. Even, what? I don't remember you the order. Guys, are there's so much that happened before we get to even Arya's moment? Like what? 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 There's so much the that happened. There's, there's Arya playing the, the Last of Us. Um, yeah, that's around. what I was getting I to. Really that whole sequence scenes. of her sneaking okay. around with all no. the zombies, that was great. That was so effective. Really The tense. first batch of warriors go with their lit swords. They get mowed down instantly. Then Danny looks at John and she's like, I know we had a plan, but I want to fuck shit up right now. Can I go, Bay? And he's <laughs> like, no, um, we should stay. And she's like, bye. <laughs> she leaves to start mowing down uh, zombie people only for her to F up and show themselves way prematurely to have this dragon on dragon on dragon sequence that brings, if they didn't do that, that cloud of like smoke, snow fog wouldn't have come because it happened because they wanted to disorient the dragons if they would have waited they probably would have had somewhat more of an advantage because they would have been able to see what they were stabbing. I do think that's true that like it's almost like John was ready to like sit there stick with the plan if they would have stayed perched up there they could have seen them signaling the first time to come down and light the trenches and they wouldn't have needed the red woman to be there to light them Exactly. instead Danny sees the army of Dothraki just get fucked up just like that. Like and she has a two or three seconds. She sees it. She has an attachment to them. So she's just like, no, I'm going to go take this in my own power. And then that brings yeah, all you that know, fog. Before the actual initial fight, just that feeling of, of horror watching all the lights flicker and just realizing how 
overwhelming this enemy is going to be. That that's probably it's the best very moment. In you guys, I I like that they drew that out. I like that they drew that out because yeah, you saw flames and then you saw less flames and then less flames and then less flames and they put you right at the perspective of where you would be if you were standing there watching those flames go out. And then as soon as the last few flames flickered out, they cut to everyone's face. And they had a solid like three or yeah. four minutes cutting to everybody's face, seeing these flames just flicker where they were like, oh, no. And then they look out and then no flames. And then they you hear a wall of people screaming and running for them. Notably, we don't see ghost running back. So we are. Did they kill ghost off screen? We, Did they really we see Jorah like running that? back, but no ghost. And that's when also we get Sansa running into the crypts and basically knowing like, oh, we're fucked. We're going to die. And the crypts, you know, they were really stupid crypts, to have that plan. Well, the crypts, sh- I feel like that should have gone better. Somebody should have died. Misandre, somebody should have died in the crypts because, like, that was a bad idea anyway. Bad plan. They literally said, go to the crypts. The crypts are safe. Like, 46 <laughs> different times last episode. So it was, like, the ultimate, like, what? farewell kiss. <laughs> I guess this is again to the, the heart of the matter. What I found interesting about this episode, uh, to me, is that it's it's very... Uh, toothless and obvious for much of the running time until the final moment with the Night King, which I don't think anyone saw coming. So this is a this is an episode of extremes to me, where very most extreme. of it's very like everyone had a very predictable okay. like final battle so scene, is... and no one died in those battle scenes. But they yeah. all framed them like people fighting stand, side by side. Yeah, and, like oh, this is it. Yeah, this but they is really it for this never character. went anywhere. But yeah, then, because Brienne. Yeah, but then at the end, they completely radically changed the direction of the show, which I think is really cool. All right, so, so this is this brings into my point, which I've been workshopping this whole week. Yeah. Just want you guys to know, Game of Thrones is Steven Spielberg. Oof. Think about that. So it can be. At once, mass entertaining. It can be ultimate popcorn feast. You can watch a huge battle, sometimes for good, sometimes for less than good. But either way, it's massively entertaining in those moments. And also, it can have its quiet moments. It can have its Schindler's List. It can have moments where it's just dudes sitting in a room talking to each other. And that is what's the most critically received of all of these things. All right. No. I, I was Spielberg, Spielberg. Spielberg would not have would had a wall of I'm just people saying, mowing down game, other people. You, know you haven't I, seen Ready Player One. This is going to sound more <laughs> negative. So, I think he's more like. I've now, I want you listeners to notice, I'm going to reference Ready Player One on three different podcasts this so week. So this, yeah, just get ready. This is number one. <laughs> this episode is the Ready Player One of Game of Thrones. It is. No. Yeah. I we think it's ready more th- like, I think the show currently is more like, uh, I don't know, uh, Bruckheimer than Spielberg, but. But I, it's it a has, little dumber than Spielberg. No, because even know. whenever it fails, <laughs> we're it's getting, still better than almost anything else. We're getting off track. We're getting yeah. off track. Okay, we're getting off track. TV. Let's stay. Let's stay on this course of like talking through the episode and to the fullest. So the first batch of Dothraki get mowed down. Then they go to like the thousand. Uh, what is what are those guys that the unsullied? unsullied. They start mowing through them and they have this really strategic way of like retreating where they're doing it almost like mathematically where they're like slowly starting to go back. That was so well done. Everybody's retreating. Everybody's going back. They close the doors. They need to light the fire. The dragons can't see them. And then they finally light the fires. And the Night King goes... Oh, you think fire is going to stop us? 
we don't give a fuck. We're going to mow down this fire with these people, bodies on bodies on bodies, and we're going to climb up this wall. Very, very effective. As soon as they get over the wall, I instantly felt like all hope was lost and that we're all doomed. And time and time again, it was just, okay, one guy gets over the wall, let's kill him. Now five guys, now 20 guys. Every single cut was done so well that it started to actually amplify the fear because every single cut was the next person and then the next five people, then the next 30 people. And before you knew it, they were completely inside and then they were at the crypt and then they were starting to mow down people. And then he made them come all back to life again. Yeah. And that moment is when that's right after uh, Drogon gets like invaded by like fucking ants. zombies, like ants, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> which we I appreciate thought, that yeah, moment. I right thought now. that yeah, that was, that, right. was a, that was a little clunky, just because it's like, girl, look behind you, like go, you're in go, a battlefield go. full I, of like, zombies. Yeah, maybe like, you should get check. off the air. Just get like twenty feet like, off the air. You sneak can up hover. behind her. Hovering is fine. Just yeah. like why you but then be, like, it's right a great visual of seeing Drogon lifting up and with all of the zombies clinging to him. It's good luck. And then motherfucking Jon Snow thinks he's gonna get the jump on the Night King. And the Night King's looking at him like, "Come at me, bro!" You are surrounded, man. So Absolutely I just want to say Think about how many times if that the Night King has had a chance to kill John. There are two different episodes before this one where the Night King looks right at John's eyes. We've seen his five star recruit quarterbacking abilities that he could the just javelin. throw a fucking javelin yeah. at this dude and just <laughs> really take good. him out. Just like that. He yeah, almost got a dragon. I think episode. that he might have the middle of I the honestly dragon I fight. think that he might have committed to University of Alabama during this episode while we were just watching it. <laughs> Here's a, but he I didn't just make say, it to the end of the never, episode. He's never Bye. killed. He never killed John whenever he's had multiple chances to. Like he's had so many chances to kill John, and there's two different points. There's one point wherever they're flying together through the fog. He looks right at John in the eyes. I don't. And I mean, now that he's dead, I really wonder if we're ever going to get into that. If it's almost like he feels a connection because he knows that John was once dead and then rose from the You're grave. You're looking a lot into this one. I like. think that, the, but I do think that that is. A thing of like why has he not killed he could have just killed John right then instead of like bringing everybody back to the dead when it takes like a minute 30 for them to actually I think back he was trying body, arrogant. Like, I don't know. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Guys, the, Night, the Night King's not that interesting. They've been, no. trying like, to give, <laughs> they've been trying to give the Night King a personality. Good luck. Like, they try, <laughs> you know, there's moments where that actor like gives certain looks or gestures. He and there was a moment to him in this episode. Yeah, because yeah. he yeah. walked away. He walked away and let John be in a sea of these people that were going to kill him. There was that moment in like the that. first episode where we get the, the Night King like artwork, the fire limbs so they've been trying to build up this character as like a guy with some sort of motivation which and now he's just gone and it's like well well so what was all that for here's my question i this is i just for context uh real 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 question how invested have you all been in the zombie section of this show okay so i don't think that i think it has been more clunkily Develop what I mean, is and like, I think that it could, but I think that there was room for it to become something. It's had, which, it's had, it's it's had the think the about worst episodes. Yes, I was gonna say that has created the <laughs> the greatest high of 
this entire show is Hard Home. Something like that. It's really Where good. he does the exact, almost like shot for shot recreation of him rising, every, him like yeah. John having this epic battle looking like he won, and then he just raises his arms up and brings everybody back. Yeah. The worst, I the worst there was episodes of this show have been like the zombie centric stuff, that's like the, the Beyond the Wall yes. stuff. To, to go back to a, a familiar refrain, like just seeing the show transition more from a more factional, infighting, politics based thing to to zombies. Like it's been interesting to see like them try to make that work, and I I don't think they ever really nailed it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't well, think they did it either. Here's yeah. the reason why I don't like it because I think it's been very effective for me. I'm I'm not all big on zombie shows even though i did watch the first few seasons of walking dead it got old really fast the reason why it works for me is because it was making all the things that you believed in so much up until this point so valid until you met the zombies like until you talked about zombies we didn't have to have a war anymore we didn't have to give a shit about houses we didn't have to give a shit about hierarchy because ultimately zombies are coming for us and now that dynamic has been completely removed through this, which frustrates me because I wanted that dynamic to play a role in how everybody treated each other, even with Cersei involved. I, I needed her to like let her ego go because the greater good was most imperative. And I wanted that to carry throughout, you know, our next interaction with her where she looks at this wall of people coming to kill all of her army and then she, she would have to, to be humbled things yeah well that Guess this not. this just kills the the assumption that this whole thing is just a metaphor for climate change <laughs> that that's over unless, now unless there's a bunch no, of because who can stop climate because change. i'm really Cersei upset. is actually the faceless man she takes off her mask and it's jeb bush i'm just, I'm just really clap. upset because the next um the next like little preview on the next episode uh, it's Danny being like, now it's time to fight the last war. And it's like, how can shit not get worse than that, bitch? It, it was, how can nothing okay, get worse I, than that? So, this, so, Harry, you just brought up Beyond the Wall. And I think that yeah. there are a lot of comps between this episode and Beyond the Wall. They're both I brought not it amazing. Like, They're both, oh, uh, excuse me. They're um, both not amazing. One of y'all. <laughs> so that's the thing is that like... When we think back, and I almost wonder if part of it is just more of a credit to George R. R. Martin than anything, that he had already written these battle scenes, and now whenever we reach these points where it's like, it's Benioff and Weiss and they're doing stuff, and they're doing a solid job, mm -hmm. but it's just not as effective. And also, it comes down to the point where it almost feels like they're scared to kill off the people that we love the most. That that's the most insulting thing in all of this. I uh, feel like it kind of is like more really. people should have died. Because like that's just the thing is no, that, and I don't. I'm not rooting for hey, Jorah died. Else. Listen, well, Jorah died and Theon died. I love Jorah. Love jo best jawline in the game. The Theon death. <laughs> we lost was, a good jawline. <laughs> man, the, the last, Theon death was pretty damn good. The last pod. Almost every single one of you were like, yeah, I want this whole thing to end like kind of nice and neat. And like, I want to feel the satisfaction of watching this for eight seasons. You don't think they know that? You don't think oh. they're thinking about that when they're writing this shit? Well, that's they're thinking about you point. guys. I think yeah, they're but if they're best, thinking about but us, you want working. it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? I like, do, but this isn't satisfying for me. If everybody just ends up living in the end, except for like maybe Cersei, then that's not really well, like. And great, I will say this is the direction the show's going in now. I didn't think it was going to go there. I'm happy that's going. I am there. so happy. This is like that's like, why episode so. two is still my favorite of this season because like it was talking. such a great episode of just people talking. Yeah. Nobody dies in that well, episode. It's just 
It's, I mean, it's how Tyrion said best that wars are won by men sitting in rooms talking about things. Like, I'm glad that's, they didn't forget that fact. And that's that's great. Like, that's literally where this show thrives. And I am all in what? for the last three episodes just being that. I want to just, be, before I forget, just that kind of speaks to my thing. Of course, this show's strengths really are the conversations and the factions and the schemings and seeing how the power dynamics shift. And I think the show's gotten less interesting as they face an enemy who just is not really any of that. It's just kind of like cartoon villains. They're ghouls. Yeah, if, <laughs> like, if, I, had to, if I had to <laughs> predict something for yeah. the end of the show, uh, the next episode is going to be another big talker Good. episode. It's going to be a lot of that. Uh, and then the one after is going to be a big battle in King's Landing. And I think the final episode is going to be some sort of epilogue with perhaps a time jump of some sort. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know what we're going to see that final episode. Oh. It's the first episode directed by Benioff and Vice. Oh, wow. Uh, that they've ever done. Oh, wow. And they chose to, yeah, they chose to do it, the the finale. I so hope, hope they're good. <laughs> I, no I don't. pressure, guys. Yeah, Why'd I don't you know. Be, like, what horrible. They yeah, were like, they've never focus done <laughs> No, I, I, I'm just, I'm so much happier that the final conflict of this will be against people who have motivations and plans and ideas rather than like, uh, Night King's basically a Mortal yeah. Kombat villain. Like, but, I'm not really oh, into you him. Guys, that's, that's what makes me so sad because I really wanted the show to be. 98% how do we fuck over each other only for it to end to be to be like it doesn't matter who like who cares about a throne you know at the end of the day there are bigger things that are out to get us and we have to be together in order to overcome it and I wanted that to be like the last yeah. little season cap clearly that's not where I it's think going the show's now mean, it's like I think the show's oh than that now we're gonna go fight another fight that was nowhere near but as isn't detrimental that even more, as the last isn't, one. Isn't that even more kind of poetic and simple. that that it's like oh, despite all of this existential doom, you fucking mortals are still gonna be fighting about the same petty shit. No yeah, and like that's that. and that's now cool. That I think it out, yeah. And yeah. I I did use brought up the direction of the show. I thought I think that's actually important if you look at it. I think it kind of forecasts what the next three episodes are gonna be. The first director for episode four is David Nutter, who made the first two ep- directed the first two episodes, mm. Big Talker episodes. Mm. Episode five is directed by Miguel Sapochnik, the action. Yeah, guy. there we go. So there's yeah. going to be your big fight scene, and then Benioff and Vice. They're the actually the only two writers for the last four episodes, including this one. Okay. So it's like they really had the input. It was probably honestly the inner circle was probably the two of them and George R. R. Martin because Martin he doesn't actually have writing credits, but I. He gave, them, before, he, he gave them an outline for the books that have yet exactly. to be finished. So, like, they have the Martin point of view mm-hmm. coming. It's almost like that is the inner circle at this point for the script is those three yeah. people. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to shout out, I think, the MVP of the episode, Ramin Dawadi. Uh, Jawadi? No. Jawadi? Jawadi. Is that yeah. Ramin Jawadi. He is the composer for every oh, yeah. single season of... Uh, this whole show yeah has he had any i mean obviously he has hundreds of musicians that play his music i mean but it's been just him writing all of this i mean he's created already like classic themes like everything about the the reigns of winterfell or the reigns of castamere yeah like the red wedding scene like works because of that theme starting up and there is an extended sequence in this episode where the all of the audio cuts out and we just get 
this beautiful haunting music that carries through the entire battle and we see every character yes, we see many episode. people see, die yeah we see john kind of try to make his way through the fucking chaos and i said this earlier but the shots of the dragon right behind him and he's trying to evade it, that it, it's an immediately beautiful episode and it all leads it, this is a, a pretty extensive sequence of just music and slow action that just builds and builds this was the best part of the episode all yeah. to the night king rolling up in brand's club the squad strolling in, squad in and it just it just all culminates in that in this moment of brand finally facing off against the night king and as this plays out i'm just thinking you know obviously there's got to be some sort of twist here you know yeah either brand dies or somebody saves him at the last second and when it's aria <laughs> i immediately thought aria's dead that's yeah. it she's fucked it's over for aria you know but actually but actually she got some dude valyrian dagger so... right in and we found this out at the in the inside the episode after right in the same spot where the children of the forest he created got the magic him. rock. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's like that's, that's insane. And that's such a that like it's like you said right after the episode ended. Yeah. This makes season five better. Like it makes it all worth it. God that, help me, it does. Because she, she could literally sneak up on that. She bitch. wore. She became death for that whole time period. Whether you like it as a storytelling device or not, I think it just went on for like six more episodes yeah. than it needed to. That's a cool. Idea. But it's a, it's such a cool idea. And the fact that she became death, but she couldn't fully become the faceless man mm -hmm. because she still had this sense of attachment, this sense of starkhood in her that now for it all to pay off for her to have like become such a master, uh, just tactician whenever it comes to battle in both like as we see in the open field and also in like slide the last of us moments like she has to just sneak through <laughs> that was such a or, great scene and her like taking Sneaking the face around. of a white walker of all things which is something Do we know that for sure i i don't think that we know that for yeah, sure it's something we were just that guessing that i'm theorizing whenever there's one moment where you see a white walker turn their head when everybody else is like stoically still and that's always been an iconic thing with Arya. is like wherever she like has just always been there she always does that like look over her side right shoulder that mm. i feel like that's almost a callback to an a thing of her to like insider once you know you're like oh shit that was her she literally took the face of a faceless man in this case a lifeless man yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no before i forget i just i cannot tell you guys how excited i am for next episode because you know what's coming back talking Kyburn watch <laughs> Kyburn watch oh, yeah no. again no oh, Kyburn no. this episode that's okay you know we're, we're gonna get some good Kyburn i have a good feeling about this so there's <laughs> a lot that i dislike about this Kyber? There's a lot. No, about this episode. There's I thought you were talking about how you how much you love this episode. You literally, we paused it in the middle, Up and until, you said this is the greatest thing I've yep, ever seen in yep. my life. Up until the after the dragon sequence, like after the three dragon fight, pretty much everything after that started going really downhill for me, except for like Arya fighting in that what looked like a library with the zombies yeah, and being silent and like that was really awesome. I like but, what he's referred to as the last yeah. of us scene. Every, like, just, as we were watching, I was like, "Yo, this is just like that video yeah, game, like sneaking around." Us, like, just, I just hated that like Sansa didn't fight. 
can't she? When she was such a badass in the previous two episodes, and I looked up to her so much because I was like, okay, she's ready to be queen. Like, she's ready to take that Iron Throne. And Arya was just like, get to the crypt. And she was like, no. Sansa but, doesn't okay. know how to fight. Start- who cares? Okay. Like, also, who does? You know, there were a lot of people. That's that why they were in the crypt. But there were a lot of people who were ready to fucking go. That little girl. You think that little girl, the queen that got killed by the Leanna, giant? Leanna. Yeah. She can fight. She okay, killed a fucking of, giant. But she's also like half of Sansa's size. That yeah, was, she yeah. is. That was, so is Tyrion to that point. Um, since Sansa's like 6'8 and is about to start as a point guard for <laughs> the next, next year. But you know? that's besides the point. Um, one other thing I wanted to say, another cool callback. There were several like good visual callbacks. Think back to the Battle of Blackwater. Sansa was hiding with Cersei in like the spot with the rest of the women. At that point, she was just a scared girl. Now she's at the point, she is the queen, pretty much. And she she's is, plotting in she the She is crypts. the Lady of Winterfell, and she is in charge of all of these other like people, these civilians that are staying and with she's her hiding. right now. That's, there's a lot of cool visual concepts there. Yeah, but if everyone episode. dies, somebody has to be there to live and lead. No. And that's, no. And that's why I, I was really worried. There was one thing about the end of the episode is they really like, especially Especially with the music, they cue that like pretty much everyone's going to die at mm-hmm. this point, which maybe it is just like throwing you off the expectations. But I feel like there was also one of those moments in Beyond the Wall yep. where then it's just like one dude that you kind of cared about die. And yep. this, it was just like there was two or three guys well, no, that we kind of cared it's about. that realistic. I mean, not realistically, but like, you know, it, it would make sense in the context of the story and the emotional stakes and the weight for more of these people to die because it's that die. I didn't want and him it, to die. I don't know but why they I, didn't die. As it was happening, I was almost like... This would be a perfect time for Tyrion to die here to like sacrifice himself. Like, there's like many of those moments where I feel just a little bit cheated by this episode. As much as there's a lot of things that I really love about it, it should have paid off those moments. Like, Bran, he was in another world for way too long. And we don't know. And we don't know where he was. He was a crow. Yeah, he was a raven. And then, oh. Who knows what happened I after that? Him if, to war like, into a dragon. Literally, so bad. that would have been the perfect moment to uh, do it. That would have been it. because at that same moment, here's where they totally missed the boat. At that same moment, the the evil dragon was just like blasting everybody in Winterfell, and he should have in that moment because the crows took him to the Night King, that dropped off the dragon to go and get him. Yeah, he should have gone into the dragon's brain in that moment when that he's mowing nice. down Jon Snow <laughs> and everybody in Winterfell, yeah. and should have it should have with with um with Jon Snow because think about it, the scene where Jon Snow is going to fight the dragon leads to nothing because he doesn't actually end up fighting the dragon. He ends up just running to the dragon just to watch it die. He, well, he screams in its face. Yeah, and then nothing happens. Awesome. <laughs> it should have been that right when he runs up to the dragon to do something about it, the dragon stops. And then turns and goes to the Night King and then goes to fucking decimate the Night King mm-hmm. because bronze in its brain and like uses the fact that he knows exactly where the Night King is because he drew him to him to, you know, yeah. prey on him. Yeah. But instead, they used Arya, who in no way could have gone past all those people. Ninja. Arya's a master ninja. She's a ninja. There's no Arya's way. Arya's a master ninja. But she wasn't a master because she got her ass kicked. 
on her way to like retreating in the crypt. But they were all chill though. They were all like kind of. She didn't get her ass kicked. Yeah, she got her head slammed into concrete. Two scenes. No concussions though. Somebody should probably take her into the concussion protocol. Like make sure. Oh yeah. The red queen queen says something about (laughs) says something about. The hound did have to to um. Save her. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah. They telegraph. They set up the fact that she's going to kill the Night King at the beginning Maybe of the episode. Or not the beginning, the but like halfway through. Green eyes. And then she says something about, and also blue, blue eyes. eyes. Yeah. And then she, yeah. goes, she goes, oh, You're hold so on right. a second. I'm going to go run and save him. Should but I kill the Night King? There's, there's <laughs> well, literal walls I I of might. dead people <laughs> coming to kill. I didn't everyone. even. I honestly, I didn't even think about the fact that she says blue eyes yeah. until like. That's well, I caught that, and I was, and then I because forgot about it. it by they the said time. it in the director's yeah, cut. After. In like an hour and a half later, yeah. like you forgot about. So it. did this episode need to be an hour twenty? I feel like you could have cut twenty minutes. I might have cut like ten minutes, okay. not twenty. I think that you maybe not even ten minutes, maybe like five minutes. I feel like five minutes less of what we saw outside yeah. would have felt. But I do think that this, while there was a lot of fat at the beginning of the episode, I think that it does remedy that with overall being a great episode. I think that the back, the like second and third act were good enough to raise up some of my qualms of the first act. Cool. Yeah. I think it was great. We, I think it was perfect. We gotta wrap it up. So final thoughts, favorite moments. Anything? The Valcar, the Valencar prophecy is still on the table for yes, me to kill Cersei. That's all that I care about, and that leads it even more of a possibility that Bronn could kill Brienne, and then that could trigger Jamie to actually kill Cersei. I'm still that is my prediction of the season. I'm riding with it that it's that's coming. going to happen. It's now even more likely now that we're just with humans, and thank God for that. That's, okay, yeah, I, I. Uh... I thought the episode was fine. Um, I have never been aggressively invested in the uh, the zombies, and uh, I don't think this is like their strongest uh, showing. I don't think this is the best battle scene by a long shot. This is probably the second worst uh, behind uh, Beyond the Wall. And I would put this ahead of Battle of the Bastards, actually. Yeah, yeah. I that was yeah. better lit. <laughs> I, it was better well, lit. Better. It was better wide shots in Battle of the Bastards, but I think that this was a better episode. Yeah, I don't it really felt yes. there was very little. I mean, shout out to the, whoever wrote this episode. I don't know who, who wrote the screenplay for this episode on, but they had they didn't have a lot it's, of work. I mean, to it's do. Benioff and Vice. So yeah, it like I right. don't I don't love the zombies. I think they didn't really like kind of treat the characters fair and how they treated them. AKA they let them all live, or at least more than I thought they should. But uh, at the same time, I love where the show's going now, and I am all in to see what yeah. kind of schemes and plots and like back and forth that we're gonna see that don't involve, uh, you know, thoughtless zombies. We're in the end game now. We are in the end game. Now. <laughs> Final thoughts. I wish more people had died. Um, I'm really upset that this was the end of the Night King when Cersei needed. They were setting it up for more. There was Six just episodes. this makes Tyrion's plan so much worse. <laughs> Cersei needed a reality check, and I think that if this battle would have gotten to her then I really wanted to see that dynamic shift where she didn't give a fuck about being the most powerful. She just wanted to survive like everybody else, and I really wanted to see that. It kind of did get to her, though, a little bit when she saw the one the one zombie. She didn't care. She didn't care, but at the same time, she didn't see that. Any, yeah, a wall. Because the yeah. thing <laughs> is, is that in all reality the next episode can't just instantly go back into, okay, let's go fight Cersei. Like any war in any culture, in any continent, 
affects the people so devastatingly that sometimes there's years of like depression that happens after they're, they're a war. They're going to find a way to address it, I'm sure. Instead, yeah. it's just going to be like, oh, let's take the top characters and go back and fight this other war that we think is still valid when in fact you just witnessed entire like heirs to like the Dothraki and all these other people just completely decimated and now you're just gonna what the next three episodes are gonna be going to fight after this throne that who gives a fuck all that should matter now is that there are very few people on this planet that are still living and still healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be discussed. What if it's a faint and the zombies come back? New Night King. Oh, man. The Red yeah, I, I'm she becomes hoping... zombie and then she becomes you know, the, the, Oh, we need to talk about that because that was my most hated scene. The end? The, very, the last shot that we get. So stupid. Yeah, it was a dumb so way to end So stupid. I, I agree. I, I, Kind of, I'm gonna push back against it a little bit. I like. I thought it was. I thought it was solid. I'm I gonna was take solid my necklace off because I'm ready to go. No, because she was like, she kept saying, like, think back to season six when she talks to Varys. They're both people from Essos, and they're just like, we, you're like me. You have to go die in the. I think that was country. last season. That was seven. I'm was that sure. seven? Yeah, I didn't yeah. think that we had seen her in a season. I don't know, um, but either way. She like is just like I have to go die in this country, and then she says like I will die before dawn, and she literally like takes off her necklace and just walks off and die because she's fulfilled her purpose. Her purpose was helping the living, yeah, in the battle. So and do you guys think that, that everything purpose. that she did so far made what happened this episode come into fruition? Not really. No. But whatever. No. I think I think that it. She fulfilled her need. She was. She, like Theon, did just enough to get by. Theon, I mean, I won't hardly miss Don't you. talk I'm shit sorry. about Theon. I know that you guys oh, are stands no, for that Theon. That was really stupid. I liked the moment that she had was with very, Grey Worm, though. It was very metaphorical. Theon literally charging into the face of death. I get what it was going for. I understand, like, that's he's always been a coward. What a way to, to go. That way to go. He just had to protect Bran. It was just Bran. fucking stupid. No, 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 <laughs> visually. no, because that's what led the Night King to be distracted enough to have Arya come and have the, the second Night King is like, oh, him. so you guys are just idiots. He was going to charge right into me. No, no, no. And no, no, has, no. he has his guard off. Was, if anything, the scene with Jon Snow just walking towards him was stupid because in my mind I'm like really you think you're gonna make it well, to the Night King that's John, you though. idiot that's <laughs> John, John's John is the Captain John. America of this world where I he's think, like I'll just take on an army but then of I think just the fact that the myself. Night King was was on the ground in front of the in front of Winterfell to begin with was stupid why did he even stop to walk to revive everyone he should have just gone that's, I mean, straight. that's what I'm. That's what I There's said like, earlier about the Night King. They're trying to make him a character, and now they just killed him, so it was all a waste. I all overall, I think that the mystical stuff in this episode uh, is a good payoff for what's been built up so far in terms of Bran and the children and the whites and all this stuff. Um, it it could have been better. But they found a way to kind of like put a little bit of a pin in that where it's like, all right, it all led to this moment that they stood and held Winterfell. You know, it, I, I could have used more. I could have maybe there will be more weird mystical stuff in the last three episodes. I would love that uh, just to kind of fill in those those cracks, those those in-betweens. But, you know. I wouldn't hold my breath for that. So this is a good way to kind of wrap all that stuff up. 
and moving forward, you know, three episodes left, I think we're going to see some great emotional finality. And that's what I'm hoping, at least. It, I, you know, I, I, it does. It doesn't feel like George R. R. Martin's original ending would be uh, the big battle between zombies and people. So it makes sense to yes. be more, more uh, factional and more uh, I, conversation based. Yeah, to that point, I, f- I felt a couple times watching this episode like, yeah, there's a lot of, of technical ability here. They spent, what, like 11 weeks shooting this thing. I'm you, so sorry, guys. This looks like it, hell to the it, end. It's, <laughs> it's coming across as a, as a big technical feat. But I just kept thinking, like, really, Game of Thrones? Yeah. Zombies? This is what we're doing? It's the zombie. Okay. So there's okay. like, there's like 12, yeah, there's exactly. like 12 of them left, and they're going to go fight Cersei. Yeah, yeah. dragon. At this yeah. point, pretty oh, much two dragons. At this point, or, yeah. pretty much all the tertiary dragon or er, tertiary characters are all kind of wiped out. Speaking of, is Rhaegal okay? We were talking about that. We don't know. He is got Rigo, chewed up. We'll but see. He kind of he collapsed to the ground, guys. But also, like they didn't have a big emotional sequence, so I don't think that he's actually dead. We have but... to end the podcast. I'm sorry <laughs> to cut to cut it short, but we're we're hitting 50 minutes, so that's it. So this is our 20 minute segment on our final thoughts on this last <laughs> Game of Thrones. Bring on Kyburn. That's we're, all I gotta say. We're getting Kyburn ready. watch is on that's, in full. We're the halfway. odds of seeing Kyburn versus Ghost are not great right now. But <laughs> You all said Arya was gonna die this episode. I'm glad so I didn't I didn't say that. I said that she was gonna live. Nobody said nobody literally nobody said that. But that nobody said it. I listened to it today. Let's ride. The only one that said that was Curtis and he's not here. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. We bought a mic, Game of Thrones. Uh, Harry, 60 seconds on Endgame. You asked oh, for it. Endgame, right. That is right. Oh, Spoilers damn. if you Would you say it. that this episode is the Endgame of Game Ooh. of Thrones? No, nah, this episode is more like the, jeez, uh, like the, the Ant-Man, um, the Wasp. The, I, didn't <laughs> I was going to say Age of Ultron, but I like Age of Ultron more. Um, Endgame <laughs> is a really good time. It knocks out all those beats you really hope for. Uh, it definitely... Uh, is my second favorite. No, it is my favorite Russo Brothers Marvel movie. Uh, it's definitely my second favorite Avengers movie. It uh, really just I I'm you know it definitely had some beats that I didn't entirely love, but just the way that they kind of stuck every character's emotional uh, resolution beats well. Uh, I'm a fan, and I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah, RDJ for best actor. Can you believe? I think so. Do you think a best picture nom- or best actor nomination is possible? Ah, uh, no, not at all. No, sorry. A Golden Globes <laughs> we're best starting actor it, nomination. We're starting it now. We bought a mic. We bought a mic. Is pushing it. I'd be nice. I just I never see these things. It'll be. We bought a mic in film <laughs> Twitter. Black uh, Black Panther was nominated for best picture yeah, and it won three it, Oscars. Did it just? But it was all for aesthetics, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they like. You know. Yeah, I I, I'm not saying Robert Downey Jr. should win an Oscar. I'm just saying nominate. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Is it going to be nice. better than like whatever like Eddie Redmayne nah, film man. is Give coming it to out? Joaquin for I'm not the Joker. saying they're the lords of culture. They've made many bad decisions <laughs> yeah. over the years. But yeah, no, big old fan, uh, real happy, and uh, I like Nerd Hulk, so good stuff. Hot Hulk. Hot Hulk. Good looking Hulk. Yes. Hot Hulk and Fat Thor. <laughs> Fat Thor rules. All right. But. Thanks for uh, listening, and we will check you out next week. Yeah. Episode four. Let's bring it on. Let's get to the talking. I've been Ernest, Hunter, Harry, Lee, and we will see you next time on We Bought a Mic. Goodbye.
boys acting all brand new, uh huh. I could peep it in your style, little Theo, huh? Now they looking like they seen the ghosts when they know it's my vibe that they need the most.